Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now for our story. It was early evening. Bill Meade had returned from Stanton late this afternoon after a tiring day, during which he'd gained his freedom and lost his request for custody of his baby son. He hadn't really been surprised about that. He'd known from the beginning that it was a very long chance, the possibility that custody of the child would be awarded to him. At least though the divorce was settled, he was glad to have it over. But he felt weary. He knew he ought to think about the future and make some sort of plan, but not tonight. He ruled against walking into town for dinner. Instead, he heated a can of soup, drank a glass of milk, was just settling down in his one comfortable chair to smoke a cigarette and read the evening newspaper when there was a knock at the door. Bill strode over to open it and found Nicholas Dorn smiling at him rather self-consciously. Well, hello, Nicholas. Come in. Thanks. Sure you're not busy? No. No, I was just going to kill a little time reading evening paper. Sit down, Nicholas. Ah, thanks. Well, look, Bill, if you've got nothing planned, how about joining forces with me? I haven't much to offer in the way of scintillating entertainment, but I've got a bottle up in my room. Or we might drive out to that roadhouse on the highway to Stanton. Thanks, Dorn, but I've made one trip to Stanton today, and... Okay, I just thought you might feel a little like celebrating. Well... I guess it's the conventional thing to do, but... uh, I'm afraid I don't feel much like it. How'd it go today, Bill? Unless you'd rather not talk about it. No, that's okay. Kit got the divorce all right. It was over very quickly. Must have seemed like something of an anticlimax after the months of waiting she put you through. Well, yes. But I'm glad it was short. Darn grateful that we didn't have to go through the wrangle of a contested divorce. After having met your former wife, I'm surprised you didn't. She's... Well, it's hardly the time for post-mortems. What about your son, Bill? Or is that a foolish question? Very foolish, I'm afraid. Kit was awarded custody of the child. That accounts for your somewhat battered look. You really hadn't expected anything else, had you, Bill? 
No. I knew it was one chance in a hundred. Oh, but you know how it is, Dorn. I, I thought something might happen. Sure. But I'll be okay once I get used to the idea of not seeing that kid of mine. At least I hope I will. It's funny what happens to you when you have a kid. It's knowing you have a certain responsibility, I guess. But you feel as if you owe something to this... This person who'd never have existed if... Uh, I think I can guess how you feel. Of course, you know me. I'm the gay young bachelor type. Man about town, all that sort of thing. Who do I think I'm kidding, I wonder? Not me, anyway. Well, Bill, since you won't subscribe to my suggested treatment for the troubled mind, I better shove off. I wish you wouldn't, Dorn. Well, the girl at the newsstand at the hotel is holding a couple of mystery stories for me, and to quote her, they're really very scary, so I'm sure they'll put me to sleep very quickly. <laughs> you know, when I, when I started over here tonight, I had some idea that maybe you'd need a drinking companion or something like that. I was feeling pretty much at loose ends myself, but... Actually, I, I, I don't think misery loves company, do you? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm very glad you stopped by tonight. Because aside from it being swell of you, doing. I think there's something we ought to discuss. Oh, what's that? Peggy. Well, I had my mind firmly made up not to mention that subject tonight. Oh, I think we should. At least, there's something I feel I should tell you. I almost wish you hadn't been so darn decent about everything. It's much easier when you hate a guy, want to give him a punch in the nose. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Nicholas, you know I'm in love with Peggy. I always have been. But I have to find out how she feels about me. You realize that, don't you? Realize it? Brother, that's what I've been hanging around for. If I had any sense, I just should have cleared out, I suppose, but I decided to wait until your marriage and all that got settled. I knew you couldn't make a move before that. Well, now it's happened. Yeah. Bill, so far as I'm concerned, I'd appreciate you taking me off these tender hooks. You see, I may be crazy, but I'm uncomfortably sure that Peggy's in love with you. Always has been. Of course, there's a faint possibility that I'm wrong. You're the only guy who can find that out. <laughs> this is the darndest setup, Nicholas. I can't wish myself any good luck without at the same time planning to cut your throat. Oh, don't worry about that. I'm not being noble, you know. In fact, I'm being strictly an opportunist. I just want to know the worst, so I can begin the slow process of getting back on my emotional feet if it's possible. Besides, you just said, you have to know how you stand with Peggy. Of course, even if she feels as I hope she does, that doesn't necessarily mean things will work out for us. I don't know why they shouldn't, under the circumstances. I mean, I, I, I know you feel lousy about not getting that baby of yours, but in a way, it may be for the best, so far as Peggy's concerned. At least that's the way it looks to me. I know that. I've known it all along. I don't see how she'd ever be willing to bring up a child of kids. I can't say I blame her, Bill. With all due deference to your former wife, I think she's a menace. Hope you don't mind. No. So, as I say, you can hardly blame Peggy for not wanting to have anything to do with her child. Even if the child is yours, too. There still is a possibility, though. I mean, this lawyer of mine told me today if any new evidence came to light. New evidence? What effect would that have? Well, if there were anything we could prove which pointed to Kit's not being a suitable parent... You mean you could reopen the case or file a new claim, whatever they call it, and you might get custody of the baby after all? Yeah. 
Oh, it's probably not even worthwhile considering. But it could happen. It does make a difference, doesn't it? Because if Peggy is in love with you and you did get together on it, and, and all of a sudden you found out you could have the child anyway... It wouldn't be so good from her standpoint. And yet I... Maybe you think I'm nuts, but I have to take that angle into account. No, I, I don't think you're nuts. But I'll tell you this, Bill. I, I'm worried about Peggy. About what she might do if you guys don't talk this thing out. What do you mean? Well, I'm afraid she might do something foolish. Such as marrying me. Well, if that's what she decides, what she wants... Wouldn't necessarily be the thing she wants, Bill. She might do it out of desperation just to burn her bridges. I've held out as long as I could. If I hadn't, Peggy and I would have been married long before this. I know. You're an amazing guy. Maybe I'm a dope. I just didn't want her to butch herself up if I could help it. And I've been motivated by a certain amount of self-preservation. It's getting very tough, frankly. I'll tell you something, Bill. I I'm rapidly approaching the moment when I'll forget my scruples and marry the girl anyway, whether she's in love with me or not, if I can get her. Nicholas, I have told her I had something to ask her. As soon as I was free. Well, uh, I'll feel a lot better when you go out to the Lane Farm and ask the little girl that big question. If by some happy chance I'm all wrong and she doesn't love you, brother, you just watch my dust. So the sooner you find out, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And me. Maybe I could go out there tonight. Fine. And in case you think I'm not wishing you good luck, I'm not. Nicholas Dorn and Bill Mead shook hands, rather solemnly, despite Nicholas's trying to cover up his true feelings by joking. At last, he thought, as he drove back to his room at the Brown Palace Hotel, he'd know where he stood once Bill and Peggy talked things over. Of course, as Bill had said, it would make a difference to Peggy if Bill should get custody of that baby. But it didn't seem very likely that he would. And yet there was one person in Wakefield who might just bring that situation about. Jessie Calvert, Kit's stepmother, who was very anxious to see Kit and the baby leave Ben Calvert's home. 